Welcome to the Live Leadership Podcast with myself, Leela Singh. All things coaching, career, and personal branding. This podcast is for ambitious career professionals like you, wanting to create a life of choice and freedom, to be, do, and have more through overcoming limitations, to develop new perspectives and insights, and to redefine your success, be that in work, health, relationships, and so much more. On the My Brand HQ podcast today, we're going to be speaking to Jackie Ferguson. Jackie is an experienced CEO from the technology industry and the former CEO of Hewlett Packard Enterprise Services for the EMEA region, which was a $3 billion PL and 10,000 people business, serving large corporate and mid sized companies with transformation digital technology and business process solutions. Jackie has extensive global experience, including living and working in Silicon Valley for three years as the chief of staff to Meg Whitman, the former chairman and CEO at Hewlett Packard, focused on a new company strategy and transformation. She is now a non-executive director for Wood PLC, Tesco Bank and Croda PLC. And in 2018, Jackie won the Sunday Times Ned to Watch Award in honor of Dame Helen Alexander. Jackie is a trustee of Engineering UK, a not-for-profit organisation focused on inspiring young people from all kinds of backgrounds into engineering and technology careers. She is a member of the Scottish First Minister's Advisory Board for Women and Girls, aimed at improving gender equality. And she's also a business advisor to NG UK, a fellow of the Institute of Engineering and Technology and an inaugural mentor in the Scottish Women's Mentoring Scheme. Jackie chaired the Public Services Strategy Board for the CBI and was a board member of the Tech Partnership, the industry body aimed at improving UK technology skills. She's also passionate about what technology can enable, getting young people from all backgrounds interested in STEM, advancing more women into executive careers and progressing gender equality. In today's episode, Jackie will be sharing with us her experience of embarking on a career in a male-dominated environment her vision for career journey and how that evolved, the importance of mentors and sponsors and building a strong professional network, and her passion for gender equality in the workplace and the challenges that we face with encouraging more women into STEM roles. So let's head over and hear what Jackie has to say. Hi, Jackie. How are you doing today? It's lovely to have you here on the My Brand HQ podcast. Oh, I'm delighted to be here today, Leela. Thanks so much for inviting me to join you. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm really looking forward to chatting to you today. So let's kick off with the first question. When you embarked on your career, did you have a vision of, of where you wanted to be, where you started out? So right at the beginning, Absolutely not. I sort of um, really was in that process of trying to learn and try new things. I mean, when I started my career, it was 30 years ago. So the technology industry really hadn't started properly. And um, back then we had no internet, no mobile phones. Um, so really, I sort of fell, fell into my career. It wasn't until I was about 30 when I really took a step back and, and sort of thought about where I wanted to go. Okay, okay. And so at that point, when you took that step back, did you get an idea of, um, you know, what, what you actually wanted to do with your career in terms of what you wanted to be, what you wanted to stand for? 
Yeah, I, you know, I there was there was a couple of people that really stood out, um, role models that that really inspired me, and I thought I thought, gosh, I'd really like to be like that person. Um, I wish I could be quite as good as they are, mm-hmm. and that's when I started to chart my path in a much more structured way around how do I how do I achieve that objective? I need to learn all these new things. I need to do to have different experiences to be prepared to do to do that type of job and when I was 30 that's when I decided that I really wanted to be a chief executive oh wow so you had that vision from way back then it took me it took me over 10 years to get there but yeah when I was um, around about the 30 mark that's when I decided yep okay and was that because obviously you've had a, a fantastic career in the technology industry so was that decision about doing that in the technology sector or were you still open at the time were you looking to pursue that career in tech no i think i I decided that the the career would be in tech i was very passionate about what technology could enable in the world and i really enjoyed um being part of the technology sector so it really was wanting to lead a business but in the context of technology okay wow and and so i guess back then that's a you know a while ago now and and the there's still struggles within the sector with getting more women into it so during your time when you started out i know from speaking to you previously it was very very male dominated um so how did this impact you if at all yeah so you know early on in my career i sort of grew up with with an older brother so i was used to being around around men in in a kind of equal sense for you know for for most of my life and um, when i started out I, you know i sort of was a bit gender blind i didn't i didn't realize i was sort of roaming around in in, in a sea of um mostly mostly men and it wasn't until i went to a leadership meeting when I was about 30 again it was a, a real sort of pivotal time in my in my career when I looked around the room and there was like you know 150 people in the room and there was four women and I thought where where are they all and it really was that point where I realized um, how in the minority uh, females were in in that industry okay and, and just carrying on on that area at the moment I mean I know you're really really passionate about gender equality um, and encouraging more women into the, the STEM roles. So tell me about that. Why do you think we are struggling so much with that at the moment, particularly with the tech roles? So w- when you look at the kind of pipeline into the tech industry, we, we only have 17% of young people coming into tech that, that are female. So it's, this is a very multifaceted problem. Not only do we have you know, pipeline problems in into the sector, mm-hmm. but we also have progression issues um, within yeah. the sector. When we sort of peel the onion back, um, you know, we we can see that you know we've got difficulties encouraging young girls into STEM careers. That the, the young girls uh, mature a lot earlier than young boys, and a lot of those um, sort of careers uh, orientated activity happens in their early teens but but often young girls have decided you know between the ages of eight and ten kind mm-hmm. of where they want to go they're, they're they're a little bit more um molded at that age i think i think we've got to you know to address this issue we've got to get right back into um schools working uh, to you know to encourage young people into in, into tech careers early on mm-hmm. but then we also have just a huge amount of work still to do in progressing those careers and and making the the work environment a good place for for women to be 
Yeah. So it encourages that diversity as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And so do you see much of that happening at the moment? So I see a lot of focus on um, improving the pipeline uh, rates. Um, I see a lot of focus on, you know, building communities for uh, for women in technology to, to engage. So I, I do think we're making the right sort of steps um, to to improve improve it. But I think we've still got such such a lot more such a lot more to do. There's a lot of still unconscious bias I think out there um, about what what women want to do and what they don't want to do. So I think we've we've still got some work to do there. Definitely, definitely. So from your perspective and your experience then, what reasons would you be giving to encourage more women into tech as an industry? Because um, from what I've seen, there's a lot of talk about going into the tech roles, but there's also a lot of other roles in tech. So from that perspective, what would you say? Yeah, so I'd say, you know, we ought to be looking at the tech tech industry like like we would any other industry. We need salespeople and finance um, uh, specialists and sales uh, sales support specialists and marketing people. You know, mm. so I, I think often we we perhaps see the the tech industry as kind of a little geeky and nerdy and um, and not not see the sort of scope of of all of these roles. So what I would say to people thinking about a career in the tech industry, you don't have to be tech to be in tech. Mm. And um, I think the sec the second thing I would say is, <laughs> and you know the second thing I would say is um, it's such a great industry to get experience in other industries because tech cuts across just just about every industry. You know, from retailers to pharmaceutical companies to telcos. And a career in tech can be so varied and interesting because it takes you across so so many industry sectors. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's almost changing the perception of the industry itself because it's so exciting. It's so buoyant. It's evolving. It's, it's you know, rapidly changing. Um, it, it's a great place to be, particularly when you're starting out in your career. So absolutely agree with you. Thank you. And so tell me, what would you say throughout your experience, what are your three core values, your non-negotiable values from a professional point of view? which I would expect to be aligned to your personal values, but from a workplace perspective, what, we, what are your three non-negotiables? Yeah, so I think the, the first thing is to, is, is to always do the right thing. And, you know, I think trusting your instincts, and, you know, on what the right thing to do is, is super, super important. And, and I know you said it's workplace orientated, but I would be um, missing if I didn't mention about about your your family. So for for me, getting that balance between you know family and work has been an incredibly important part of my um, my my value set. And I suppose the third thing would be to always seek to to give back, whether that's you know spending time to. Um, encourage young people into in, into careers or uh, women into into business roles. Um, you know, are, are really focusing on on the diversity and inclusion agenda. Those things are, I think are really really important to me and my in, in my value set. Yeah, nice, very nice. And, and you mentioned about role models, people that you aspire to be or to be like. So did you ever have mentors through your career that supported you and, and helped you along the way? Yes, I did. And, um, you know, a lot of those mentors earlier in my career were, were male mentors. Um, and I think men have a really important role 
um, in mentoring uh, women to, 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 to aspire to those, uh, those, those roles that are kind of traditionally hit, have been out, out of reach. I've been lucky enough to have some very strong uh, male mentors early in my career and then female men mentors later. I would say also very important to have sponsors. So in the, uh, in the work environment, uh, it's, you know, being sponsored into, into roles um, is an incredibly power, powerful thing. Okay, and how, how does that work? Can you explain that for people who don't know about it? Yeah, so, so sponsors is um, somebody who will speak out on your behalf or who will advocate for you to be in a role or to be considered for a role. So mm -hmm. it's a little bit more, um, I would say, active than, um, than mentoring. So it tends to be somebody who's in your organization who, who acts as your sponsor who, and who's your advocate and, and mm -hmm. effectively sells you a bit in the organization for, for new opportunities. Yeah, and so how would you advise people to build those relationships? Because approaching someone to be a mentor is one thing, but to get sponsors to be your to be your advocates, how, how would you recommend doing that? You know, I think it's it goes back to how you create connections and relationships with people and get them, if you if you like, um, understanding what your objectives are. So, you know, a, a lot of women don't do not. Um, speak out about the kind of uh, ambition that they have they, you know mm. often they'll keep their head down do a really good job and think that somebody will notice but actually building those connections and making sure that people know what your ambition and aspirations are is, mm. is you know is a really important thing thing to do and, and just asking you know will will you will yeah. you be my sponsor is um you know what what's the worst thing that can happen they can say exactly <laughs> exactly and they may refer to somebody who will love to do the job so yeah, you just don't know. And, and just talking about that, um, I, I agree with you. I place a lot of importance on building good relationships within business. So how would you say that can benefit somebody to, to kind of accelerate them forward in their career? Yeah, so, so definitely I had underestimated the value of, of relationships and networks um, early in my career. And, you, you know, I think there's a lot more opportunities out there these days for you to build, build networks inside your own organization, but equally, you know, out, out in industry, women in technology forums, uh, women in business forums. Mm -hmm. I would say that, um, and it's just a, a, an active example, but three of my current non-executive positions came through my network. Work. So if people, mm -hmm. you know, have got a sense of who you are, what you've done, what your ambition or aspirations are, that this, that the importance of those rela relationships and networks can't cannot be underestimated. Yeah, no, I agree, and it's interesting because um, somebody I was speaking to recently talked about how people were approach her for help in getting a job in an organisation she's in, but had never hadn't even began to build a relationship simply because of her position in the organization, they expected her to recommend them. Um, and, you know, it, it's okay. You've you got to build the relationships first, isn't it? it it's, it's... Absolutely. I mean, you cannot um, just reach out to people and expect them to, to advocate for you because it affects their reputation as well. So, so building real emotional connection, real trust, and an understanding of, um, you know, a, a long-term understanding of what, what, what people are looking for is incredi incredibly important because, you know, you, you want to be building that relationship for when you need it, not, not just at, that, at a moment in time. So you yeah. really have to 
you know cultivate and um, and grow your relationships and your networks mm. and it works both ways many times you will help and many times help will come to you yeah. and a lot of it is is indeed karma related it is absolutely agree with you and so tell me a little bit about the challenges then that you've experienced or you've had to overcome during your career so far yeah so i, I think um holding down a fairly chunky job um whilst having three children and being married and keeping all of those things in uh, hanging together was was really quite challenging particularly mm. when when the, the the children children were young uh, my children are now and they're you know all in their all in their 20s so you know this was this was this was quite quite a few years ago but there wasn't really as much support out there um, for for working mums who were, who were working full time, and those years were pretty challenging. And get, getting the job done, and making time for you know for other other things. Mm -hmm. I also think um, related to that, there and there still is a lot of I believe unconscious bias out there, where people make decisions for you, you know, for you with often the best of intentions. But and you're giving an example, you know, when I was on maternity leave with one of my um, children, and and I, when I say maternity leave, you know, back then it was six weeks. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't six months. It was six weeks um, off. You know, there was a role that came up, a promotion that I'd had my eye on for for quite some time, and knew that I should that, that I should have been considered for the job, but I didn't even get asked. And when I came back. Um, you know, after my maternity leave, I said to 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 the 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 chap who was um, appointing that, well, you know, did you not think about me? And he said, absolutely, we did. But you just had a baby, so it was it was one of those um, moments where you know it, it it was done with 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 good intention, but it was a decision that was mine to make, and not 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 his to make about whether I, I should be considered for that promotion or not. So I think you know I learned something there. I think he learned something there when I. And I told him what I thought about that. <laughs> but I do think a lot of that, you know, with the best of intentions, a lot of those, uh, a lot of those things happen. Um, there is a bias about what, um, what people expect. Yeah. And, and it's great bringing it to people's attention because it's all education. We're always learning, right? So that, that's important as well. And so when it comes to leadership, I'm, for me, personal leadership is key about how we lead ourselves and, and you know lead by example so what one thing would you say is required to exhibit true leadership and to be perceived as, as a good leader yeah so so one thing i really believe in is the the job of a leader is is in my book is to inspire and motivate others so so i'm a fan of um servant leadership i believe that the leader's job is to help the team be successful and find ways of of really um achieving things that they didn't think were possible mm -hmm. so so that's a lot about listening a lot about supporting coaching empathy you know all of those attributes you might expect but but really that the strength of a of a leader is is actually in in the team mm -hmm. yeah absolutely agree with you and and so what about effective communication and how do you think that's important in influencing your career yeah, I think so. I think everybody needs to know where they're going and why, um, you know, what's the purpose and what's the vision so that they can really get behind, you know, 
that journey and that destination. So, so being able to cl be clear about what is the mission, what is the vision and why, and, and getting everybody on board with that is really important. Yeah. Did you find at all, whether it's in your own experience or with others that people have a tendency to mind read and think you touched on this earlier, actually about, you know, you think that people know you're good at what you do and you work hard and therefore you, I should get promoted for it, but actually you need to speak up. You need to express that interest. You need to make known what you're doing and, and what you're good at. So people have that awareness. So that's something yeah. you come across. Yeah, I think, I think, um, Alison was it Alison in Wonderland said, if, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Mm. So I think knowing what your destination is and, and probably more important why the why is really, really important. Mm. Uh, to get behind but knowing where you're going and, and making other people aware that that's what you what you want is really important to um to being successful mm, definitely yeah and what about personal branding how important do you feel it is to develop your personal brand in the workplace and maybe even in your industry well i think this is really really important it's all about who you are and what you stand for so people know what they're getting you know so so when i when i think of um when I think of per personal brand, you want to know what that person stands for. So, so for me, you know, I, I like to think, you know, when I'm thinking about my personal brand, you know, I'm, I'm really um, passionate about getting young people into STEM careers, particularly people from disadvantaged backgrounds. Mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about women in business and women in executive positions. I'm passionate about gender equality. Um, you know, so I think I think knowing what the things are that you stand for will will, will help people understand the kind of person you are and what they should expect. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And so, would you say people should give that consideration when they're when they're in their career and they're looking to move up to to start thinking about their personal brand? Because oftentimes it's it's overlooked. Yes, I do. Um, I do, and you know. It, when we talk in the con, con, concept of, of, you know, my business career, I mm -hmm. wanted to be known for getting the job done, really taking on difficult situations and fixing them, turning them around and making them a success. So getting, you know, making sure you're being thoughtful about, well, well why am I taking this opportunity? What, what is it going to do for my brand? Mm -hmm. How am I going to, you know, um, make sure that people see me in, in, that, in, that, in that light is, is, you know, is really important. Lovely. Thank you. And so I know you've had a, a breadth and wealth of experience in your career. So can you share with us some of your big life lessons that you think will benefit our audience? Yeah, I guess the first, the first thing I'll say is, you know, always trust your instincts, that sort of inner voice that, that, you know, little guy on the shoulder. Sometimes you really need to, to listen to what your instincts are saying. I think the second thing I would say is don't be afraid of taking a risk. Most of the big leaps I made in certainly in my career were when I took on something that was particularly challenging. And I think it helps you stand out a little bit more when you take something difficult on and then you turn it around. I think it's more difficult when you go into something and you, you, you're just running and it sort of looks the same. So, so finding that way of, of differentiating yourself mm -hmm. um, is, is, is really important. And I guess the other thing that, that I had underestimated in, in my career, which certainly was, it was really important, it's been able to communicate both 
you know, to your team and organization, um, to your boss and to your influencers, you know, in, in a very succinct way, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and, and not to underestimate the value of, of, um, of communicating those, those things that you're doing. Uh, if you don't communicate quite often, you know, people just miss completely what, what you've been doing and why. Um, so the communication thing is, is really important. And I think we already said it is don't be afraid for, to ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. uh, don't be afraid to ask for what you want. What's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah, I absolutely, I'm a huge advocate about what is the worst that can happen. You might get told no, but actually I always look at that as there's better things to come. It wasn't the right thing. Absolutely. And so to, to finish off, Jackie, can you just share a little bit about your experience in, in the role you had as chief of staff when you were at HP? Um, I mean, that was phenomenal in terms of the, the opportunity. So would you like to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So listen, I, I spent three years in um, Silicon Valley uh, working for um, Meg Whitman, who was the chairman and chief executive at Hewlett Packard. It was a massive opportunity. Um, the one that I actually had to make a decision on very quickly. So it was a weekend. We had to decide, to decide whether we were going to move the whole family over to, <laughs> to California. There's some big decisions there, right? So my husband quit his job to support support the family unit. You know, my children, um, you know, had to sort of handle the, uh, moving country, etc. And um, you know, honestly, what I would say is the first three months were really awful <laughs> in the job. And uh, so, I, you know, the, my message though to people is, you know, you, you have to take these opportunities um, when they come along. But everything does not always go plain sailing. You're always going to have bumps in the road. Mm -hmm. um, but if you fast forwarded six months after that, um, it was probably the biggest learning experience of my life. Like five MBAs um, in real life, all at the same time. Uh, so, so, you know, I call on those experiences, um, you know, all the time in, in, in my day-to-day -day life because I, I really learned uh, so much. So, so I guess I would say make sure you, you know, you take those opportunities, but, but don't be rose-tinted around them. They always, you know, they'll always have zigzags. You know, transformations are never, are never straight. There's always zigzags in the road, but, but, you know, that's where you learn. Absolutely, absolutely. And and before we finish off, tell me about what what are you doing now? I mean, where where are you seeing your career at the moment? What is it you're focused on? Yeah, so right now I am what's called um, a portfolio non-executive director. So I sit on a number of boards um, as as a board director. And uh, you know, as we said earlier, you always have to have in mind the destination of where you're going. And and really, what I'd like to be heading towards is uh, is a chairman a chairman job or chairwoman job or chair job whatever we'd <laughs> like to to call it but um, I'd certainly like to be doing a chair job uh, at least in the next five years awesome well I wish you all the best I have no doubt you will succeed in those ambitions and I'd like to thank you Jackie for taking time out today to have a chat with us and, and share your learnings it's been fantastic hearing from you thanks Leela it's great to talk okay we'll speak soon Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so. And if you enjoyed and gained value from today's episode, then do please leave a review telling us your key learnings and what you enjoyed the most. And do please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can spread the word on life leadership.
creating a life of choice, freedom and new possibilities. Connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And if you would like to learn more about how we can work together, either DM me on LinkedIn or email me. All details and resources can be found in the show notes.